0: Hello and welcome to the 54th episode of the BTF podcast, live on YouTube, also available on iTunes, Spotify and all good podcast providers. As of last week, we were back on all of those services, which is actually really good. Um, I listened to the show back, uh, just the audio only version, um, and I must say, actually, I kind of missed that. I do like a podcast. If you're traveling somewhere, it's nice just to put those headphones in. You can really lock into the thing and you're not distracted by how beautiful Jonathan Boofy is uh, on the video. Um, So I'd first of all like to welcome him to the show. Uh, He's back for his second show. You weren't too scared to come back?
1: Nah, not at all, mate. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzed to be here,
0: man. (laughs) And uh, at the moment, we're joined only uh, also by uh, Greg Hollands, Greg TMR. Uh, How are you, Greg.
2: Yeah, man. All good. Loving Tier 2 life.
0: Doing great, man. <laughs> life. That's where it's at, isn't it? Yeah, um, we'll hopefully also be joined shortly um, by Johnny Mills. Um, so there's going to be a 50% um, Arsenal backing here on the show. Um, I'm hoping he joins us fairly soon because uh, we're, we're going to talk about Arsenal probably second uh, on the show today. First up, we have... A little preview, I guess, of the the live game happening now, which is Burnley uh, versus Spurs. It's our first uh, show that we've had where there's actually oh no, actually, no, last week's show we had a live game, but it was one that no one cared about. Um, tonight we've got <laughs> actually like some some interest in this game. Obviously, Greg, you're you're a big Spurs fan. Um, what's your thoughts on the game tonight, lineup wise and result?
2: Uh, I think Burnley can be a difficult team. Um, they're a very physical team, but Jose is playing a really physical team to match that. Um, I tend to stop listening to Jose in his pre-match press conferences because he likes to play the mind games and all of that. He likes to double bluff and things. Uh, this evening he said, "If we're expecting four, five, six goals, that's not going to be happening." But I mean, we've got Kane and Son playing up front, and play on form, Hoyberg. I mean, there's every chance it could happen. Um, but you know it will be a very physical team Um, but you know I I think we've got a point to prove after the West Ham game we're off a good very very good uh, performance in Europe uh, on Thursday but I think we can pick up three points here for sure but Burnley are a tough tough team also
0: uh, is Gareth Bale in the starting lineup or did he make the bench Uh,
2: he's on the bench we've got a really strong bench it's nice to see a really good bench uh, at Tottenham for once but um, we've got some real pace and real flair on the bench, so I feel like as we tire their players out with the physicality, if we put on some substitutes around 50th minute, 60th minute, we might pinch a few goals there. I think.
0: Yeah. So yeah, bench of uh, Joe Hart, Gareth Bale, Eric Lamella, Carlos Rodon, to Ameas, make his yeah, Joe Rodon, Joe, Joe Rodon, yeah, um, the podcast, yeah, Joe Rodon, yeah. um, uh, La and um, Regulon, Regulon, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, that is, a, that is a pretty strong bench, I must admit. Um, Buffy, as an Arsenal fan, um, can you see Spurs getting three points tonight or you think there might be a, a bump in the road coming uh, with
1: Sean Dyches Burnley? I think that's going to be a very tight game, if I'm being honest. Burnley aren't no mugs, you know what I mean? Especially at home as well. When you got Barnes and Wood up front, them two can cause absolute problems for you. Them long balls and direct play, it's an issue. So I feel like Spurs may come undone today, but after their performance in Europe the other day, they they might nick it. But I'm praying for at least a burning point, at least minimum tonight.
0: Yeah, well, oh, I'm just watching. I have got the game on here, so if I go quiet, and uh, that's probably what I'm I'm looking at. Uh, they just had a breakaway with um, Lucas Moura, but. Uh, he fluffed the cross and it's gone straight. He will be the hands of the Goalkeeper, <laughs> um, he'll be off. He'll be off. I think as soon as the game hits about fifty minutes. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. Gareth Bale. Uh, yeah, gets his yeah. eye in. Um, so yeah, let's go. Let's do a quick then round of predictions while the game is still nil nil. Um, only six minutes into the game on on my watch at the moment. Uh, I'll take a
1: prediction first from Boothie. For this game. Um I'm, I'm saying Burnley one, Tottenham one. I'm even gonna say as well, Son and Barnes are the <laughs> goal scorers tonight. That's what I'm going.
0: He's gone.
2: He's
1: throwing it all out there, all the goal well scorers. There. <laughs> yeah. Um and then Greg.
2: Uh I don't I think we'll win it. I don't think we'll get a clean sheet. I'm thinking it'll be like a two one. I think we'll go two up and then we'll concede one late. Okay.
0: Uh, and I'm going to go. i uh, pretty much down the middle there, and go for a one-nil uh, Spurs victory. And I think it will be Gareth Bale off the bench gets his uh, his his first goal of his return. Uh, <laughs> You're a dreamer. Hits all, all the headlines. Dreamer. All the headlines on the Daily Mail. Uh, I will say I'll be f- I'll be
2: fuming if that happens though because this is the only Spurs game I've not watched this season because of this show. <laughs> well, you so all, Spurs, if, yeah. if Gareth Bale. Scores tonight. I'm coming for you, Dan. We're, we're,
0: aiming, <laughs> we're aiming to finish this show at nine o'clock. So you should get a full second half yeah. uh, worth of, uh, of Spurs heartbreak uh, to watch tonight. <laughs> so um, let's talk then about someone whose heart has actually uh, literally been broken, I think, in the last couple of weeks by uh, Jose Mourinho. Actually, uh, yeah, we'll talk about him first. Um, so Deli Ali, what's happening with him?
2: You know what? It's a funny one because I think that he's always been a little bit of a sweetheart with Spurs fans. You know, when he was banging in goals and playing brilliantly a couple of seasons ago. But it's really interesting to see the dynamics shift because Spurs fans now are taught sort of you'd expect them to be torn of he should stay or he should go. But there's a little bit of an element of he's a great player, but he needs to go. Do you know what I mean? There's a sort of all round of, we all appreciate how brilliant he is, but we all know that he maybe needs a change in his career. I think that Jose, I mean, you and I were talking about it earlier, Dan. Jose goes into teams, and I think with players like Ndombele, we've seen it this year and Harry Kane through the documentary, we saw that uh, meeting with them. He basically goes to these big players like sink or swim under me, you need to sink or swim. And I think Ndombele, as we've seen in the last couple of weeks has done incredibly well Kane has thrived under him, son as well. And I just think Ali is he's not got that in him. I don't think he's there. And you know, that it's a it's a stacked midfield we've got, and they're all playing brilliantly. And Ali's just not not featuring. He's not even getting in the bench, you know, tonight, even. Um and yeah, I think that he he needs to move away now. There's the Ali, Delhi Ali from a couple of scenes ago is gone now. He really plays when he wants to play, but Jose's not putting up with it, and why would you when you've got such a talented squad playing every week and playing their hearts out?
0: Hmm. Boothie, as a, or if you're a footballer, um, is there a worse tag that you can kind of get to your name than being lazy? Is la- Especially in the modern game.
1: Yeah, I think now, the way football has moved, where the midfielders have to be dynamic, athletic, box-to-box, and when you're being labelled as lazy, it doesn't really help your image. You know what I mean? You've got players like Jordan Henderson, Ronaldo at Liverpool shining because they are up and down the whole game. And you can't really hold or carry uh, the luxury players anymore, like the lazy players like Ali or Ozil, for example, because the game has now evolved past that. So unless he decides to change his game, uh, the way he plays, he's going to destroy his career, I think, if I'm being honest.
2: I... Th- I- I think also, sorry, I'll um, I'll let us introduce John in a second, just jumping on the back of that. I think as well, because Kane is playing such a dynamic role of not just getting the goals, but he's playing deep. He's he's playing that combined number nine and number 10. Ali doesn't really fit in. You don't need him at that point, especially if he's going to have one game brilliant and then take three or four games off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's quickly uh, introduce John. John, we're talking about uh, Deli Alley at the moment. and uh, Yeah, the, I've been watching along. I've been the, watching the situation, along. yeah, with him and, um, you know, we're saying, is, is lazy one of the worst characteristics that can kind of get put on your name in this high-pressing, you know, uh, counter-attacking style of play that we have in modern football and particularly in the Premier League? Um, the lad's 24 years old. I mean, he's, he's presumably got five years at the top of his game at least um ahead of him is this is this just a kind of a, a stumbling block or is this a, a significant kind of uh you know is, is he basically stepping down from that level of elite player to now just like you know you're going to be
3: a squad player somewhere for the rest of your career
0: what's your thoughts on it though John
3: um <laughs> it's a Tottenham player but I'll, I'll try to be as nice as I can uh <laughs> no you know what it's it's it's, it seems an age ago when he scored that that goal for England um and yeah. everyone was uh, it was long range i can't remember who england was. i think were it was playing. against
0: germany i think it was germany like, at wembley
3: yeah and um yeah i think it, i think you're right it is it is definitely one of the most uh, it's, it's just not a nice tag to have you look at mesut ozil he's had that tag for a while um you know of being lazy. I just think you're right. In this modern modern game... It was against France, by the way. It was against France. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's still good, man. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, he stepped up and you know, announced his, his self on the world stage. And yeah, and he's, he's, he's had a couple good seasons. I just think it's... I think it comes down to systems now. I think... I was having a chat to uh, John Aldina about it and, and he thinks a lot of players, you know, just don't fit the system. They're not bad players. They could go somewhere else. Like... I mean, if you wanted to stay in London, I think he can go to West Ham and do, do a great job, you know, fit their system. But I just think different players, different systems, managers come in, and if you don't fit into the system, like what Greg said, you know, and managers are just not going to, you know, play you just on your history. You know, the, those managers have gone, like, you know, the Arsenal Wenger of this world would just play or just because I know he can, mm-hmm. and based on a reputation. Yeah. Whereas now... Uh, the modern day managers like, nah. If you if you're not proving it week yeah. in week out, and you don't fit the system, well, I'm not gonna make space for you. And, yeah. and I think Ali's in that situation.
0: So yeah, maybe the managers don't just believe in players anymore. They need to literally, you know, facts and stats on the Ooh, sheets exactly. in the in the, exactly. in the analytics. Um, yeah, that, that's a it's a fair take. Um, coming on from that, then. Our, uh, our other point we were going to cover on Spurs is, <laughs> can Spurs win the league? Now, 50% Arsenal podcast here today. Um, Greg, are you feeling optimistic at this point? I mean, you've got the top, whatever it is, eight, nine of the Premier League. The only kind of typical top six team in there is Liverpool at the moment. Um, very, very early days, um, but yeah, a, a Spurs in a position where it's 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 anyone's title
2: to win at the moment. Right, look, I have a real issue with how Spurs are spoken about a lot of the time, because we've just come <laughs> off of... Okay, right, okay, okay, I'm making this point, but it's got a little bit of a bribe to sweeten the Arsenal lads in there as well, so hang tight, all right, hang with me. We drew against West Ham. We shouldn't have conceded those goals and, you know, it, to go 3-0 up and then draw 3 all. You analyse those goals, that last goal, you can't tell me any Premier League goalkeeper is doing anything about that. The play before it, Harry Winks could have done better and closed down and all of that. But you can't tell me that any goalkeeper in the Premier League saving that shot. And you also can't write Tottenham off of winning the Premier League, but still have Man City in that conversation at this point in the league, when we're on the same games won and same points tally. It's just, I mean, obviously they've won it before and we haven't, you can talk all about that, but if this season has proven anything, it is anyone's game. So I have a real issue when Spurs are written off. Also, I don't think you can write Arsenal off at this point. If you're writing Tottenham off, like I don't think that it's fair because Arsenal, up until last night, have beaten the teams that you'd expect them to be and lost to the teams you expect them to lose to. So I think to limit it to just a Liverpool or an Everton or City might get it back, you know, it's such a... I don't think you can write any team off, so I have such an issue with it. I'm hoping the Arsenal boys will go easier on me now that I've thrown that in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess I would say hold fire a little bit on the
0: Arsenal... Response from from and, and John here because we got a section on um, on Arsenal coming up, but um, yeah, I think is you know is there? A, I, I mean, I definitely think it's, it is interesting that people do consider just Liverpool and and City as the only two capable of winning the Premier League, or at least for the first sort of three or four games this season, it, it was that. Um, so yeah, do you think? Um, that as a narrative in itself and especially with the van dyke injury um coming in and and you know city seeming to to be unable to put together their best 11 every week as well do you think it is an open race this year for the premier league
2: 100 i I think uh, speaking from a spurs perspective we've got a, a run of games i think about four or five games before we hit man city away that we should be winning we should be getting all those points and if we're capable of it, and we can, you know, we're only five points off the top at the moment, so I think I, I don't think it's fair to write them off completely. I mean, it's just my take. Yeah,
0: on I mean, I, I as a, I mean, I might as well be a neutral this year in the Premier League um, with, <laughs> with Fulham's performances, but um, you know, I, I think Spurs are a dark horse in that title race. And, I mean, yeah, maybe, Greg, that's an insult for me to say they're a dark horse. So they should just be a, a horse in the race. But um, oh, I do I I like, do think, like... you know, Spurs have got a genuine chance this year um, to push for that title. It's just going to be consistency from whichever team is the most consistent. Gets to Christmas, you know, the, the famous get to Christmas in a good position and then go from there. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we're not jinxing it as, you know, as Burnley take a free kick here, throw it into the box.
2: Oh, we're all for free kicks.
0: So, right, for... Sonny's chased it down. You say that is it.
2: my only thing. We we've done a brilliant transfer. Win- uh, we have had a brilliant transfer window. I mean, ten out of ten, I would say. It's just the defence that needs work. I mean, I don't know what training's going on. I'm glad that we, I'm glad to see Dyer back because he is a man that he does put himself on the line. Yeah, you know, he's got a mistake in him. But Sanchez and all the world's been injured in this game, I'm seeing from a flying elbow. Yeah,
0: cut his, uh cut his eye. A bit like Huiberg the other day.
2: Yeah, but I, I need to be seeing like a, a screener coming in in January or, you know, someone or Roden playing brilliantly, uh, maybe breaking into that first team because defensive... We, we recorded our first clean sheet on th- Thursday. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with anything there. I just think the way how... This season is. That's why I was heavily backing <laughs> Everton. <laughs> Everton. I was heavily backing Everton because I just thought, do you know what? They look consistent. And, it, and Ancelotti is no slouch. And like Dan said, it's the team that's going to be the most consistent. Everyone's losing. People are drawing. Um, you know, I was quietly confident about Arsenal. But yeah, I was kind of looking at Spurs thinking, again, they've got Mourinho. Like, um, Craig said, "I just think defensively, and I just, I, I just think if Kane and Son are, have a bad day, I'm not sure. I mean, Bell Jury's still out, right? He, um, but I'm not sure if they've got like a midfielder that can, like, turn the game on its head. Like, I'm not sure about Winks and Dombele. I think Hoyberg will, you know, he'll he'll be a stopper, he'll be a destroyer. But that might that might make it nil nil." I'm not sure that if the thing is, they are on form at the moment, aren't they? Uh, Kane, yeah, and so they yeah, are yeah. on form. But if if there if there comes a game where it's just not working, and sometimes you just need that from somewhere else, I'm just not sure where else it's going to come from. I mean, that's my only worry about Spurs, uh, and and same for Arsenal as well. You look at Arsenal's midfield. I know you're going to cover it later. It's the same. If 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 the front three are not on stone, where where the goal is going to come from? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe City and, and Liverpool still got a little bit more even though they're uh, showing consistencies as well 1-0 a little bit more offside, 1-0 for who?
0: Well, offside I think it's probably okay. going to go to VAR though but Barnes put the ball in the net
1: what did I say what did I say let's start the podcast I <laughs> said actually Barnes will oh he's on. like
0: he's about two metres offside so uh, I, never, that's... never mind, daylight,
1: never mind. That's <laughs> yeah, that's, uh,
0: yeah there's a lot of daylight in that one uh, they don't really even need to go to VAR um all right, let's uh, let's talk then about uh, Arsenal. Um, oh, we've got we a not, question. Uh, this.
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't mind <laughs> it. We
0: can speed through this if you want. We can speed no. through. <laughs> uh, over so down. You do what you want. We've bro. got um, uh, the question: Is Arteta ball working right now for Arsenal? Um, who wants to step up and, and speak
1: first? Not not John, me. the floor yours. John, the floor is oh, yours. God. John, the floor is yours.
3: I mean that graphic that uh, who put that graphic up was that Greg? It was, uh, yeah, of, yeah, of the, of the stats. I'll um, see if I can get it for the stream. Uh, I mean, it doesn't make good reading. What I will say is, as a whole, I know the results are not don't you know are comparable. Pretty much, near enough the same, right? It's got a lower win percentage. Yeah, than um, um, Mr. Good Evening. But um, I, I just think <laughs> that uh, they, I think that we are playing better. I've, I would say that's the only thing. Like there's stats, and then there's you know there's the, the, it's the bigger picture, and the bigger picture is Arsenal are actually playing better under him. There's less problems, you know. We, before we had I was all throwing his gloves and you know and people in and out of the team, defense changing all the time. You know we've got we had a decent transfer window. Um, you know, yeah, we still got the Ozil situation, and I think he should be in the team personally. Or in the, he should be in the Premier League squad, especially a game like last night. Ten minutes to go, you're looking for somebody to break down the low block, which which um, uh, Leicester were playing quite well. They had a, had a low block, and they were just waiting for a counter attack. And Arsenal just walked into their hands at that high line. Um, you know, it needed somebody to like play something through a gap, and Arsenal didn't have that. And like as I said earlier, that who is that midfield that's going to do that? Is it Granite Xhaka? Thomas Partey looks like he's hustle and bustle, but it looks like he passes the ball sideways more than anything else um, at the moment. It's Still early days, but he doesn't. At the moment, he's not showing that he's got that penetrative pass or that ability to quickly speed it up in the final third yeah. um, to just like get a one-two and then you're in. And I think Ozil does. He's got that quick um, speed of thought where players are yeah. like knocking it round a corner. And stuff a little bit like Tilleman's yesterday, yeah. Was that was a brilliant game. pass, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, that wasn't the only that wasn't the first time he'd done that, he'd done that throughout the whole game, yeah. He, just because Vardy went on, so he was playing it to Madison or he was playing it to Harvey Barnes. As soon as Vardy got come on, I looked at my phone and I was like, Should I just put a bet on Vardy to score and then to win one nil? And I was like, No, 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 come on, that, that's gonna get one, <laughs> and it just it, it, it happened because like, his record against Arsenal, he's he's got a Rooney record against Arsenal, he loves it. And, um, yeah, I just think Arsenal is looking stale. And I can't see anyone on Ozil's level of creativity. So it's like me, I'd rather see us sacrifice sacrifice it. We've got Partey in there. You know, you've got Xhaka in there. They're the ones that are going to, you know, you expect them to track back and show the balance. You know, where's Ozil? Get Ozil in there so that, you know, we can get the creativity. Um, Because Aubameyang, since he signed a contract, I don't know about you, (laughs) But since he signed that contract, he's gone to Adebayo on us. So mm. it <laughs> it's not looking good.
1: God damn it.
0: Um, yeah, Buffy. comments on, on what, what John had to say there?
1: You know what? Yeah, I feel like the football under Teta compared to Emre is like uh, night and day. Under Emre, it was defensive. There was no game plan. It was just very, let's try and not lose the game before we try and win the game while with Arteta, I feel like he's very unlucky sometimes because when we're on top, we don't capitalise. Like last night, the first 10 minutes, we looked good. We mm. should have had a goal. Um, and that was a goal good. as well. It should have stood. Similar as that, Xhaka wasn't uh, impeding um, Schmeichel. He did touch the ball. So it, sh- it should have been 1-0. But after that opportunity, we didn't push on. And like when we're on top, we didn't dominate the game. And we just let Leicester just block it out, block it out, block it out. And then second half, do what it do best, bring on Vardy and then, Kill us, but I feel like people are stressing them for no reason. Like, I feel like we need to trust Arteta and what he's doing because you can see there's progress from where we are last year to where we are this year. We've conceded about what 20 shots on goal a game. And I'm not even exaggerating against like the likes of Southampton and Wolves and stuff. Arteta has now like brought that back. He's still at the back four now, which I'm happy with, barring Louise's injury. Now, I'm kind of worried about who's going to fit in there now, but he's still at the back four. The midfield start to take shape. It's just like he doesn't have a settled um, front three, but I feel like he's just sort out now because he can't every week he's chopping it with Ketia, Pepe, Banyang, Lagazette, Saka. Mm. He needs to just get the front three. And say, look, you three are my three guys to get me the goals, and if not, after fifty minutes, I'm gonna take you off and bring someone else on. So I feel like people just need to calm down. You know what I mean? It's October. You know what I mean? It's like, what six games gone.
0: Mm. There's still
1: what another thirty-two games to go. It's still there. The league's still there for us.
0: Yeah. Um, so you can see uh, on the uh, on the YouTube feed at the moment, we've got that, that graphic um, of Emery versus Arteta. Like you mentioned there, the main thing is that he shored up the defence. So 37 goals conceded after the same amount of games for Emery, whereas 28 for Arteta, which makes a huge difference. Less goals scored, but obviously...
3: Um, it's a trade-off, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Slightly less wins, same amount of draws. Two more losses, um, less shots and slightly less possession. But um, you know those stats don't really reflect the situation. Uh, and like you say, you've had um, or Greg mentioned at the start of the show. Um, you know, apart from the result yesterday, um, Arsenal have been pretty consistent and kind of won the games they should, and and maybe been challenged in the ones that they had they they weren't expected to win um so yeah i don't i don't think uh you're in you're in too bad of a position but um the obama yang thing is is certainly um i'm concerned concerning yeah Con- concerning no, would be the the main adjective there um greg do you think uh obama yang's still in it or is he is his is his heart with gunasaurus <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I'm the most qualified to talk about this because I literally don't watch anything to do with Arsenal. Why would I? That is poor out
0: of sight, out of mind. Very is it? Yeah. I definitely, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I definitely, um, you know, I, I sympathise with it because he, he is one of these players. I mean, and there's not. I'm not, um, you know, having a laugh with this, but that was the big news of the summer at one point. Him signing that contract, you know, it was it was our uh, announcing the Skywalk, you know, for a while, wasn't it? Uh, and you know it's just not performing it is it's it's difficult I don't know what you can do about it really I don't know yeah I mean at one point I about just before the international break
3: if we were having a debate on this show about Aubameyang versus Kane I would be I'd be really really blowing that trumpet Damn, Greg is Bam loving it. this. Greg, yeah. sorry,
1: John. Greg is loving this. Look at his face.
3: I know, I know. I can't believe I'm saying <laughs> it. But look, listen, form is temporary. Um, I still think is a better player. <laughs> I just think at the moment, he's just not showing it. He's just not showing it. And it, 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 it is that contract situation. That happens a lot. That does happen a lot. Um, that's why I said Adebayor. Adebayor was the classic. You know, he'd be, you know, he'd be on the last year of his contract. He'd be playing like a superstar, like got Real Madrid sniffing around sign his contract, and then he just turns into Bambi on ice. Like, yeah. and, like, <laughs> like and, and, and I don't know, I just think he needs that spark, Like, I, I mean, Arteta needs to pull him aside and have a word and say, you're the talisman, like, you're the captain. You can't just be on the periphery of games, you know, week in, week out. Like, you you know, and I don't know what's happened. He used to kind of, and also, as well, yesterday, Arteta, I do think Arteta is making a few odd decisions. Like, yesterday, he played him on the right. I mean. I'm not. I mean, the first two three games, he's played even in the the cut and the Community Shield. He's played on the left. He's cut inside. He's done his own Rituire on the thing, and that seemed to be working. Um, I, is it a situation where teams have sussed it out? No, I don't think so. I just think the way our defenders are at the moment, I think we could still ride right, ride right of that. I'm not sure why Arteta is now playing him on the right and playing uh, Saka on the left. I'm just I just think that's just the wrong wrong move. I think Abameyang needs to get back out on the left. Mm. Cut inside and just do his business. Yeah, he's lethal, lethal on that left hand side. Um,
0: just thinking about that, the goal that he scored against against Fulham, the goal he scored against. Did he score a goal in the charity show or the uh, Liverpool King, as well? Yeah, um, That is his trademark goal. And yeah, if you if you're not allowing kind of a player to to play to their best strengths, um, then yeah, that is that is odd. It is very odd. I mean, that that could be Arteta having kind of a lot of belief in Aubameyang and that. You know he 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 thinks he's good enough to kind of play wherever, but and accommodate, make you know make space for other players to play in their strong positions. But Ooh. I don't know. Like I think if you've got a player of that outstanding talent, you got to be prioritizing him. You don't see um, Spurs playing Harry Kane at centre back um, to yeah. fill in for someone else. He'll uh, do a job. He'll do a job there. He did all job. right. What's <laughs> that? He <went> did <down. laughs> all. all right. To be play him everywhere. <laughs> um but yeah so yeah we'll we'll see where that goes um let's uh let's go on to our next uh topic which is um on man city um they got a draw at the weekend 1-1 uh against west ham um west ham have, have, have been pretty good this year they've got a point against city uh, they obviously took um they took three points i think away to leicester earlier on in the season yeah. Um obviously got a draw against uh, Spurs last weekend as well. Um but yeah back to City is is Pep Guardiola no longer the man, you know, is is he his tactics, his style of football has football moved on from his style of football now?
3: No, I I disagree. I I think he's been unlucky. I think he hasn't had uh, Jesus. Jesus is in and out of the team with injuries. Aguero, like they, it, you know, and they, they try to bring in. I mean, Roy De Lapp. Have you and Roy De Lapp's son's son playing for them. Like, yeah, he's yeah, absolute yeah. Beast, um, but he's not ready. He's undercooked. Um, <laughs> under-cooked. <I> just, <laughs> uh, like <laughs> food poisoning. He's, he's, he, he's not ready. So it's kind of like I kind of feel for them a little bit. Like I just think I just think they haven't replaced company. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like properly, and it's massive player. I mean, proper, proper massive player. Um, I don't think so. I, 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 I think he's been a little bit l- unlucky with injuries, and I, and I think maybe their transfer window wasn't the best in terms of what they needed. I mean, they got Ruben Diaz, and and they didn't need a centre back. Maybe they could have gone for more like Upper or, or or someone, you know, a bit more proven that give everyone give everyone a lift. Um, but they should have got a striker. They should have fought Aguero's. It, this is it's happened every season now. He's getting he's out for two or yeah. three. Months, you know they should have kind of fracted that in, and they should have really gone out there, and tried to get, you know, tried to get striker, tried to get someone in. Really, that's that's what I think. I think he's been a little bit unlucky. Yeah. Who do they? Uh, who do
0: they go for? I mean, there's there's rumours that um, Dortmund have a seventy five million. Uh, Euro release clause on on Erling Haaland um, for the summer of 2022 now could they they stretch uh, out with Aguero and um, Jesus until then obviously Haaland's dad was a a fair kind of um, Man City I wouldn't maybe say a Man City legend but certainly a a good player for Man City in his day Um, could that be a, a transfer kind of on the horizon that would work pretty well Or do you think Haaland is not really a Pep Guardiola player? Boothie, I'm throwing that to you.
1: To me, I don't, yeah, I don't think Haaland's a Pep kind of guy. Pep likes some short, small strikers, barring Lewandowski at Bayern. And, but John's right. He does need to replace and get a striker in because, like I said, Aguero's out two to three months. All right, cool. He'll score about 20, 25 goals in the season. But he'll do it either at the start or at the end of the season. Never in the middle where you need that consistent form. Mm -hmm. I don't really rate Jesus, if I'm being honest, like that. I don't think he's that great. I I think if you put him in like an Everton side or like a West Ham side, he wouldn't get more than 15 goals in the league. And that's not going to cut it if you're trying to win the championship. So I think he definitely needs to go out and get a big name striker. I don't know who, but he's got to do that. But I don't think Haaland will fit that side of play. Haaland's machine. You know what I mean? He's... He runs hard, he tackles hard, and he, sh- he shoots hard. But I don't think he has that quality yet of retaining you know, the ball. Yeah, you know what I mean? The final, like, je ne sais quoi, as you say. <laughs> I don't think he has that yet on um, the technical side yet. So, yeah, <sighs> they got to find someone, I think. Aguero won't last another season, I think, at City. If I'm being brutally honest.
0: Yeah. Greg, what's your thoughts on City?
2: I just have such an issue with us feeling sorry for a team and a manager <laughs> that billions in to a transfer window is. I mean, I th- I don't I think the problems are, are deeper than that because they can go out and buy. But we're looking at Pep's team here, really, not the team they inherited, but the team Ooh, that he's built, okay. and things yeah. just aren't working. I mean, as John said, he's not replaced company effectively. Aguero's is out, and Jesus. I mean, I rate him as a goalkeeper, but as a as a striker. Sorry, not a, as a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Clip of that. Clip. Of but um, he is not an Agüero. He's not threatening, is he? When you come up against him, if you if you're a defender and think, "Fuck, I've got Agüero this weekend," you'd probably not think about Jesus. And I I, I think that with Pep, I think. What's happened this year with his mother and the situation around that, and and losing Arteta? I think Arteta was a huge uh, man motivator in the in the back uh, in the back room there. I think Pep's lost it a little bit, and I, I don't know what. I don't see Pep finishing the season with Man City. I'm going to stick my neck out and say it.
3: Oh,
2: big call, big statement, uh,
3: big call. I mean, <laughs> <liked that. laughs> on Talksport, there's a lot of fans calling in, you know, saying get him out. Get him out. We want yeah, our Teta, we want our Teta
2: as number one. Get him out. And I'm like, are you crazy? I don't know. I, I just think he's he's I think from external factors of, of this year, which no one could predict and no one could imagine how to deal with that. I think that he's lost a bit of that spark and I don't know, I don't I don't see that really. I mean, last week I was predicting them to win the Champions League. I think you know he could absolutely plow everything into that. With that still yet to see, of course, but I don't know. I don't know with it. I think, I don't know.
0: I think, yeah, they're on shaky ground. If um, mm. I think their version, you know, if, if De Bruyne was to get a, a season-ending injury, uh yeah, would it. be very they're much... Done. They're yeah, done. they're done. It's a similar situation to with uh, with uh Van Dijk at Liverpool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whether they'll spend in January, um, I'm not sure. Uh, and yet, like you say, how, how hard they go for the Champions League, um, we're yet to see as well. Um, a final, the final question or the actual question here on the graphic is, are Man City still a top two side? Um, I guess we'll get a yes or a no from everyone here, whether you think they're going to finish in the top two this year. Um, I'll go for
3: Johnny Mills first. I was nodding my head, but way how the league's going I'm going to go no I'm going to finish third Greg
2: I think they've got as much chance finishing outside of the top two as anyone does finishing in that top two if that makes sense <laughs> I think that it is, it is just so open
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> mind-blowing like, what was that <laughs> like say it again <laughs> mental gymnastics <there. laughs> yeah
2: so I think that they've got as much chance as anyone has really but they've also got as much chance of dropping out of that as anyone has getting into it 50 50 yeah yeah Yeah. basically
1: on the fence (laughs) basically
0: they're finishing two and a half in the (laughs) league um all right uh boofy
1: i'm gonna agree with mills and say bird for city i don't know who's the top two have no idea i don't Mm. think city this year
0: okay and I, I actually, I don't think they're going to finish. I'd, I'd love to say they would just to balance it out. But um, yeah, my instinct is that they're not going to finish um, top two this year. Um, but they may still get silverware elsewhere. But we'll, we'll park that there. The cup. Yeah, top. yeah. <laughs> um, so next up, let's talk quickly about the uh, the Man United-Chelsea game, um, which was one of the bigger kind of... or more anticipated fixtures of the weekend um played out to a nil nil draw now last week on the show um there was pretty much a, a kind of a cross the board consensus laying into uh Chelsea's defensive capabilities um i thought this was a game where both teams defended very well um it was kind of an exhibition of defense um and namely kind of Thiago Silva was pretty impressive and that man in goal uh Edward Mendy um had a particularly good game. Um Greg what were your thoughts on this game do you think that uh you know Man United should be picking up three points at home against Chelsea um with Chelsea kind of in the situation that they are at the moment questions around Lampard etc
2: I don't know I don't know man I, I from both of these teams it's imp- it's interesting it's it was essentially like a real six point to this game for both managers, for both teams in the league, in every sense. And it just, it's just such a boring game. I think Chelsea, like, I, they're ruining football. They actually are. They've they ruined <laughs> 200 plus million and celebrating a clean sheet against Manchester United. It's actually killing the fucking sport. <laughs> <laughs> was was, that that was a box office, was it?
0: I think it. <sighs> No, I think it was league. it was the Sky game. I think, yeah, because Liverpool was box office cool. that night. It's I think
2: if it was, I don't know. I I don't rate Frank Ma- Frank Lampard particularly. I don't rate. He looked Ollie. like one
0: of the wet bandits, didn't he, that <laughs> night with his little um, little beanie hat on. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
3: that that game was so sod's law in football. That game yeah. wasn't box Just, office. Just typifies football their Premier League because there is probably I'm sure there's people out there that you know got a few quid off that nil nil but I reckon if you'd have gone up and down every review sports show whether it's like Arsenal Fan TV or Football Focus or whatever right I don't think anyone was saying nil nil right and it was just one of those typical games it's like you know West Brom you know, shipping goals and then they turn up to City and win 3 0. It's just, this is football. It's just a Premier League. Like, mm-hmm. that. you could just see that happening, you know, and no one would ever predict it. Um, cause we, you know, we did the rounds, you know, we asked around and none of us predicted it. We were all like 2 2, 3 2, um, thinking there's definitely going to be goals because neither of these, these teams can defend. And they just played out a drab 0 0. Like, it just we didn't see that one coming. Glimpses of, um, hope for man united cavani
0: came on his his first touch his very first touch was a uh, sort of near post flick on that almost uh went straight in i think personally that he's gonna drop quite nicely into that team hopefully like to see him start the next uh premier league game uh boothy thoughts on cavani um and whether he can be a success at man united
1: i i don't rate cavani um, I, I, if I'm being honest, he reminds me of basically like another five Falcao signing where he signed for United. Mm. He's past his best. Um, it's a panic buy, you know what I mean? If they want, if they wanted Cavani, they would have got him at the start of the summer, or at the start of the window. But they've got him in what, in the last couple of days. So I don't think he'll be successful. I'm being honest. He's not clinical. He's not quick. He's he's average in the air. I just don't think he'll get many goals. He scored about 15 goals or comps, I think. But I think if you get either Rashford or Marshall firing or even Greenwood, he won't start at uh, 11. There's no way. I don't think so.
0: Yeah.
2: Greg? Uh, yeah, I completely agree with Buffy and all of that, really. I think that um, he can be a good player. He's a good player still. But I think it, it reeks of desperation from United for... I mean, he, he, they could have got him at the very beginning if they wanted him, but he was a panic buy. It was to keep the fans happy the Glazers you know they look at all the social media and stuff around that they couldn't get Sancho and they knew that if they didn't get anyone that there'd be people calling for their head so they had to get him as a little bit of a crowd pleaser I think he will be useful for them but yeah I, 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 it reeks of desperation that signing for sure
0: yeah I think I mean you know Cavani was at the top of his game 10 years ago really <laughs> yeah he yeah, was, yeah. Uh, that trio at Napoli of uh, Lavezzi, yeah. Hamsik, and 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 him, um, obviously he's, absolute fire, fire that that yeah,
1: was yeah, yeah. dirty that team, yeah, it was. dirty team. And
0: he's had a brilliant, you know, he had a, a good, a very good uh, time, <laughs> like time, yeah. But he had a, he had a very good time in uh, in Paris with PSG, and um, I I still think I you know I'd like to think that he's still got a bit of class uh, in there. I think Tom mentioned we'll get goals. We'll yeah. Get some goals, yeah, goals, sure. yeah. Um, but yeah, whether it, he's not, we're not expecting him to be a, a thirty-goal um, man for that team. I think fifteen in all comps. I think that'd be a pretty uh, happy return for for uh, Man United. I would I would expect, um, especially with the likes of Greenwood. Um, you know what I
1: predict? You know what I see team. in my crystal ball. Here's another one. Let's
2: go. Uh, what I see is he <laughs> is going to be because we know how Ollie can go on these. Streaks of bad games, and then just at the point where you think this will be the one to get him sacked, he pulls it out of the bag. Cavani is going to be fucking dynamite for those moments. I feel like he's going to be Ollie's yeah, going to be a four
0: style Anfield hat trick for right. Yeah, yeah,
2: he'll he'll bring him on in the fiftieth minute, and he'll get a goal, and Ollie will go. What were you worried about? but <laughs> yeah, yeah. it will save his bollocks i guarantee it i'm certain yeah. if he loses this game now he's definitely
0: dead <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. comes on scores a bicycle kick lands on his
0: feet and says what were you worried about right. um but yeah okay well uh chelsea then tiago silva um we also I, I i must mention that last week we we moaned about the fact that or i can't remember i i'm not going to point fingers here but someone said Levi. <laughs> someone I guess, I guess, said that you yeah. know they conceded a lot of goals um and that tiago silva was past it clearly because they conceded three goals to was it brighton who who scored three southampton southampton South um and one of the listeners of the show kindly pointed out to me that actually tiago silva didn't even play in that game uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh which he I think I, I would imagine he was recovering because he'd played 160 minutes or so for Brazil in South America like a couple of days prior. So um, yeah, <laughs>
2: that's the analysis you get on BTM. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: but I mean, he comes back in and uh, and helps kind of secure a clean sheet against uh, United. Is Thiago Silva at least for a season? Is he still one of the better defenders in the world? You know, is he a top? 15 player in like defender in the world, Boofy.
1: I don't think he's even the best center back at Chelsea. Who is <sighs> Zuma. Oh, bro, they're, they're all asked. if I'm being honest. With you. <laughs> Christensen. <laughs> God, Jesus. <laughs> I, I think out, out of the Chelsea lot, it's Zuma. Yeah. It's quicker. I think he's better in the air. But obviously, Thiago has the experience over him at international level and at club level. You know, he's won. Countless things. I can't put too much shade on his name. But yeah. when it comes to the Premier League, I don't think he's got time to even adjust to the pace, the power of the game. Because he's, what, 36, 37 now? Yeah. There's no way There's no way he's going to last another 32 games playing week in, week out like if United. It might be that like one good game he has and then the next couple games he's shit, if I'm being honest with you. So I don't think, like I said, the top defender at Chelsea, I don't think he's that, let alone top 15 in the world.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. I also think, you know, I don't know if any of you lot saw the, the debate between Hasselbank and uh, Patrice no. Evera. Um, oh, okay. It got feisty. Yeah, got feisty. It got feisty. Very feisty. <laughs> but Evera made some good points, and he basically said Man United played scared, and 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 Chelsea played scared. So I don't think he got that real test. I think if if he's going to play against say a Wolves or like a, a West Ham or or someone like that, he's really going to go for it. He's really a Leicester. Is really going to be tossing them balls in behind and and you know they've got you know players from midfield or or pacey strikers, I think he's gonna get found out. Um he's gonna get found out really, really quickly. I think in that game, I just think it just suited him. Like United yeah. didn't really go for it um until Cavani came on. Chelsea didn't really you know come out of their block and out of their shape. They didn't really go for it either. And it just kind of it was a bit of a standoff. But I think if they play like you know, especially teams what are considered the uh, mid-table to lower lower table teams. I think he's going to be making mistakes left, right, and in center. In my opinion. Uh, nil-nil
0: in the uh, I suppose game at half time. There. Um, yeah, I think the only other point to quickly make with uh, this the actual game itself was, and I don't really want to spend too much time on it because we could do it the same thing every week. But the um, Harry Maguire kind of uh choke hold that he had on Aspilacquetta um that was not even given you didn't give anything for it um i'm not even sure if var reviewed it i'm guessing var must have reviewed it i don't think it did um, i don't think did but yeah, no. uh that was probably you know stand out didn't the break Stand like, home leave it leave it leave it leave it um, <laughs> he's had enough
3: he's had enough. Yeah, I think he's already that. dead yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> literally um but yeah i mean had had that been given as a penalty and then you know perhaps Chelsea take a a 1-0 lead um completely changes the game um and i think maybe you know stonewall penalties like that should be given anyway but that's definitely a VAR decision that you want to see given to just open up a game like that um and yeah shocking that it it wasn't even uh wasn't even considered for a penalty so um we'll leave that there uh quickly um talk about Donny van der Beek or van der Beek what's happening with him why is he not playing um you know if you're a player like that young talent played in what Champions League uh semi-finals I mean, um, Europa League final. Europa League final. Um, clearly, kind of one of the stronger talents of your generation. You go to Manchester, um, the the red side of Manchester, and you're sitting on the bench. Um, that can't be good for your career, surely. They don't need him.
3: Yeah. That's the problem. They don't need him. They've yep. already got a number 10 in um, his name just jumped out of my head. Yeah. And then they're not going to not play Pogba if he's fit. So. He, that's why, it, unless they play him out of position, but he—that's his position. Like arriving at the end of the ed, um, edge of the box, he's a box-to-box midfielder, right, Evander like oh, yeah. So, and that's what you know. You know, Fernandez is doing. You know, he's he's arriving at the ed, 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 edge of the box. You know, picking up pieces. You know, try, trying to let shots off. That's. I, I mean, it might be a thing where they try and play him in the cups, use him as a rotation player, but that's he's better than that. Um, but it's just they didn't need him. It's just poor, again, poor transfer business by United. Poor. Yeah. Um, Greg, agree?
2: Yeah, definitely. I was just thinking, do you, do you reckon he got like, the wrong team? <laughs> <laughs> he, saw, he saw Liverpool doing well and thought, oh, the team with the red kit, them. And, then he, <laughs> and he was like, oh, Man City, Pep, brilliant. I'm going in there. He's just sitting on the bench like, where the fuck am I? I <laughs> feel so bad for him he's such a talented player and yeah. he's just sitting watching Ole on the side going hold my hand up doing all is, of that Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean is he is he a victim of the standard of the Premier League like Booty realistically which kind of what sort of level in the Premier League would van de Beek actually start for a team would he start at Leicester would he start at West
1: Ham he'll start at Arsenal yeah. yeah. Mate, get him in next week for us. Are you crazy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, this guy was linked with Real Madrid. I don't know if it was last summer or summer before. Like, if you're getting linked heavily as well with Real Madrid, you're not a shit player. You know what I mean? I feel like Oli got excited with the checkbook, checkbook and just let, you know, I'll just take him, him, and maybe. Well, I think it him.
0: was an Edwin Van der Sar sort of special delivery in the end. Yeah, this, gave him
2: ring, didn't
1: they? This is the issue, though. Like, I, I hate when former players who are like up in the boardroom of other teams, recommending other players because you feel like, oh, you know, he's a club legend, so I should take a recommendation. When really, like, you know what your team needs. Ooh. Like, Man United didn't need another number 10. They needed a centre-half. They needed a striker. You know what I mean? They did not need a Van der Beek. And he is just... I feel sorry for the kid, man. Like, you look at the pictures of him on the bench. He looks depressed. Yeah. He looks <laughs> he depressed on the bench, bro. Ooh. You know what I mean? And the kid's got talent. He should be playing week yeah. in and week out.
3: He's kind of a League like, Cup player.
1: Oh, yeah, come mm. on, man! So, yeah, Joe Willock is a League Cup player. Yeah, you know, Gareth yeah, I mean? yeah. Bale is a League Cup player. You know, <laughs> I <mean>? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Van der Beek should be playing Champions League yeah. football every week and in the league week in week out. End the conversation.
2: <laughs> I'm <laughs>
0: happy I agree to leave it there.
1: Uh, I agree with, for, for the sake of time, I'll just leave it. I agree. Yeah,
0: <laughs> let it slide. Let it slide. Um, our final point on the show today, uh, slightly more. Serious point or slightly off topic, um, but it's clubs um, and their responses to uh, COVID-19. In particular, how they trep staff during this time. So we had the um, Arsenal's kind of redundancies of of several players. I think Ozil's agent came out today and said, um, you know, would you expect any more class from a team that made um, 50 backroom staff redundant after winning the FA Cup and um, sacked off their... Um, club mascot after 27 years um, it's been on the top post on um, our soccer today on Reddit um, which is I think at, at the moment stands kind of unverified but it's a, it's a post from a member of staff from a, a casual member of staff that works for Liverpool um, saying that they just want to kind of bring to light the fact that there are quite a few members of staff that work for Liverpool in some capacity that are relying on charities at the moment Um, to provide them with food or relying on this in-house charity that they've kind of formed uh, with other workers uh, where people have been put down onto kind of zero-hour contracts as such and then they're getting no hours. But it means that the club doesn't have to pay them um, and they don't go onto a furlough scheme. But, you know, there seems to be this narrative going through. Spurs are another club there um, that have kind of had issues with with, um, how they treated staff. The question here is, you know, multi-million-pound Premier League teams. Should any of these conversations be happening? Should they be looking after their staffs, or is it right for them? And I, and I really hope the answer is no here from you guys. But is it right for them to kind of act as though they're these, you know, uh, businesses kind of running on the on the the red line as such, and that you know a, a twenty-eight thousand pound salary for someone over a year um is worth cutting when you're spending say forty five million on Thomas Partey or whatever they're paying Thiago a week at Liverpool. Um, you know, should should Premier League clubs be acting, you know, differently, bearing in mind the money that they make? Um and shh, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here, but I'll come to Johnny Mills
3: first here on this one. Yeah, no, I think it's out of order. I really do. Um uh, look, I'm only from the outside looking in, right? We all are. Right? None of us work at football clubs. We don't know the the budgets and the bottom lines. But clearly, it's, it's, it's odd. You know, they're playing these players' wages. None of the players are coming out and saying, oh, I ain't paying them my wages, especially Premier League clubs. They're saying, they ain't getting my wages. Um, I think also as well, I think it's also unfair. I have heard from some corners that players should be doing more. I think that's unfair as well but it's not the player's responsibility. The club, you know, have budgeted to to have for all their staff. Um, So the clubs need to do more. I get it, you know, revenue of of stadium, um, of gates, of of the gate is lost. I'm not sure how much, say, an Arsenal is losing a week or every other week um, by not having a home game, but I'm sure it's probably upwards of 50, 60 million, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. a week um They're missing out on. So I don't want to feel sorry for them for that because I'm, I'm sure they've got lots and lots of money. But like you say, like you're talking about what 10, 15, 20 staff on what 10, 10 to 30 grand yeah. a year, and they and they're putting them, they're they're getting rid of them, and and then yeah, making these 45 million transfers in in the case of Arsenal and Partey. I just it just does not make any sense. Like I don't understand. That how that's going to have a massive effect on the bottom line. Surely, us going, all right, we cannot afford to buy parte because of COVID makes more sense than we're mm. going to sack these people who probably don't even their wages don't amount to what parte is getting in a month. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Bothy, do you do you agree?
1: Um... I, I I do. Like I feel like from a business point of view, you understand why they're making these redundancies because obviously. For example, like hospitality staff on the the match day, if no one's buying the burgers, what's the point of having someone selling the burgers? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But on a humane level, like for some people, this is their careers or their job or like for a student for example, their weekend job. So they rely on this income. So I feel like the, the club themselves, the owners need to step up during this time. Like they're the only people who aren't suffering as much as your tea lady or your kit man, those kind of people, you know what I mean? It's, it's hard, though, because at the, end, at the end of the day, it's not our money, you know what I mean? So it's easy for us to say, oh, we should, they should do more and all that kind of stuff, because it's not ours. As as humans, it's the right thing to do. But and, but if it was our money, would we actually say, you're not, don't worry, you're not working, here's 30, 40 grand a year to 55 people. So it's a bit of a touchy subject, but I feel like they should be doing a bit more rather than relying on government help or making people redundant. You know what I mean?
0: hmm Greg?
2: You know what, it, all of this chat, and it, rightfully so, it's making me hate the sport because each week it feels like we're having to cover a European Premier League, you know, the redundancies, the all of this chat about things, the, the uh, pay-per-view stuff. I think that one thing that this whole situation has highlighted is, is that, and the penny is starting to drop with fans, We don't matter to our clubs, it's the money we put into the clubs that matters. Because with all the COVID pandemic and this situation, it's proven one thing for our clubs. It answers the question, do we need fans in the stadiums to be able to put on football? No, you don't. I mean, there's argument, it's not my argument, it's an argument that the the product is better. 7-2 Aston Villa, Got Everton at the top of the table, goals everywhere, people paying the pay per view. They're not putting feelers out with these kind of things. European Premier League um, project, big picture. It's not to get our opinion. It's these are things that have been in the works for years. They're going to happen. They're going to happen if we care about it or not. And I think this year has highlighted that. And it, it's it's just a shame that we're having to have these conversations every week rather than analysing the football there's always something, a big initiative happening. It's just, it's it's a shame really. And it's awful with the redundancies because I mean, John and Buffy have said it perfectly. I don't need to add anything there. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, no. Um, Yeah, I I, I completely, uh, I completely agree. You know, it's, um, it is a strange time for football. Um, I must say, I mean, like uh, I miss that, like go, like go into football. Like I think, um there is certainly like if you are lucky enough to get to go to football for you know for that lucky few um fans are certainly essential um but there is there is that argument that you know um this this whole operation this whole thing can exist without can exist without the fans and and operate on a kind of that's i think that is the globalization of of football though where it's it's less about the actual the fans on the ground in the stadium in the city whatever it's uh it's a global sport at that point um and yeah it it seems like presumably a lot of these decisions about um redundancies and and you know taking on laying off staff and stuff are are made probably from an, an overseas point of view um where these clubs are run by american investors or um middle eastern investors whatever like who don't actually have that day to day face to face link with the city that they are actually uh, yeah. providing yeah. an incredibly kind of vital uh, life support for so um this is certainly i think a negative uh, that comes out of the one of a whole handful of negatives that come out of the globalization of football um and it's maybe a loss of empathy for um local people that actually are the the beating heart of a lot of these clubs and and certainly these clubs wouldn't be the uh huge institutions they are without you know those people having put in um blood sweat thunder tears uh to quote um that man united fan i can't think who he is i would have gone with pep guardiola that guy andy something andy great uh, no andy. no <laughs> you, oh you know i know
1: who
0: are talking word. about
1: cuz like <laughs> Andy is that t- Moisey? Your joke? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Andy <laughs> Tate.
0: Yeah. Andy Tate. To quote him, um, you know, with all that stuff, these clubs maybe uh, don't get to where they are now and don't get to kind of uh, sit at the, the big table of, of world football. Uh, John, you've got a final point. To yeah, no, what I says. would
3: say is um, what it's kind of made me feel, and I, I'm only saying this now, <laughs> literally, it's just is in my head now, and kind of got this feeling now that for years, I've just been an Arsenal fan. You know, I've been to probably 20 games um you know i'm not lucky enough to get a season ticket holder but i've never really you know supported found out what obviously i've coached you know in in local areas and stuff but never really gone okay what's my local team maybe i should put some money into my local team you know Mm -hmm. and you know and 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 support them or and go to their games obviously i've moved out to bratton for the last you know four or five years um so yeah, maybe that's something I'm gonna uh, look into. You know, for you yeah. know, put, put some money into to my to the local team because, you know, Arsenal uh you know, they don't need my money. You know? no, they <laughs> right do <now>, <laughs> That's money. the thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, brattle Town do. So yeah, that that's yeah. something that you know maybe you know as fans we can all we can all probably do and try and look look to support the, the clubs in our local area a bit more.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Well, that does uh, bring to a close uh episode 54 of the btf podcast live here on youtube uh, and of course also on spotify and all other good podcast providers including itunes i've never owned apple products so uh, i never feel the need to uh to really plug that one i had an ipod wow. once that i found on the floor of a gig after um and i was always too scared to plug it in and put my music on it in case uh, it would be like attached to someone else's account and it would flag me to uh to the police for for having that <laughs> <laughs> that's where i stand on, uh, on apple products um but yeah uh boothy thanks for joining us for your second show you enjoyed it more or less than last week
1: Uh uh-huh. it was definitely better because <laughs> i was not here so you know <laughs> i
0: definitely enjoyed tonight's
1: pod but yeah but absolute pleasure as usual yeah
0: that's a gauntlet thrown for you, Levi, to be here next week. Um, <laughs> to stand your ground. Uh Johnny Mills, you joined us late, but you enjoy
3: this one? Yeah, man, good, good. Always good to see the boys.
0: Yep, as ever. And Greg, um, thank you very much for joining us with your Delhi Alley um picture of the week behind you. Um any any big plans for the rest of the week
2: and how quickly are you gonna get that
0: Spurs game on after this? Um, it's
2: been a pretty dull game apparently, but I'll probably turn it on as soon as Bale comes on. Um Plans for the week, don't really know, catch up on a little bit of UFC. I've been watching a lot more of that recently because, um, as I say, I sort of hate football at the moment. Um, but, yeah, that's me keeping going in tier two life. Yeah. Did uh, Did everyone watch the Khabib
0: fight?
3: John, did you watch it? I saw the highlights, yeah.
2: The didn't highlights, watch yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Legend, eh? He's retiring. Yeah.
0: Probably yeah. one retirement that will actually
3: uh, stick, we think.
0: Mm. Um, not one of those uh, fake kind of Mayweather or uh, McGregor, McGregor type re- mm. uh, retirements, but yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, so yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching as ever. Um actually, we didn't do the social media roundup. I think we'll leave it for this week. Or should we do it? It's gonna be. It'll, it'll take. It'll take about a minute. Let's, yeah, let's, let's try and do try it. Try re- and actually do it in a minute. This yeah, time. let's try and do it then really quickly. I just gotta load these up. Yeah, um, what we do Three, three word answers. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Social roundup uh so right let's get that at the top so btf pod okay so this is the btf 54 social media roundup first up we've got burnley spurs um greg what was your prediction for this game
2: Uh, i reckon 2-1 we're not going to be able to keep a clean sheet but we will beat burnley tonight with a bit of gareth bale excellence uh that's my prediction there
0: uh, John Dele Alli, uh
3: good or bad should he stay at Spurs or should he go he needs to go he needs to go West Ham or, or somewhere like that get some game time and try and get back into the England squad Boothie is Arteta Ball working
1: yes it is I feel like he got to believe in the process <laughs> and just you know let him play out the season see what happens after that
0: uh, we'll do a quick whip round on this one will Man City finish in the top two this year I'll go first uh, I think they won't finish in the top two uh, Greg we'll come to you next
2: do you want my short answer or mental gymnastics uh, <laughs> your short answer watch the full thing um, for the mental gymnastics no and I don't think Pep is going to be there at the end of the summer <clears throat> Johnny Mills no I think they're going to finish third remember you heard it here first <laughs> and Levi
3: uh,
1: sorry Levi.
0: not
3: Levi oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> That is twice. That is two times in two weeks. I right, oh I'm about man. to retire from I've got this. I gotta leave my on the
0: mind. I gotta leave my <laughs> mind, alright? lives um, living in my head rent-free. Boofy. Uh I
1: uh, I'm calling Man City third place this year.
0: Cool. Uh Man United nil, Chelsea nil, uh is Thiago Silva uh still one of the top twenty defenders in the world? Boofy. <laughs>
1: no oh is that my name yeah <laughs> it was Levi. um Levi nah Thiago Silva is wash not even top 20 in the Premier League
2: alright uh, Donny van de Beek um, Greg oh who gives a shit Ollie doesn't <laughs> I don't know he, he made the wrong call he's got the wrong team there isn't he uh, I don't <laughs> know he's fucked it
0: and then finally, uh, could Premier League clubs be setting a better example um, during coronavirus, especially in relation to redundancies made and looking after kind of backroom staff uh, Johnny
3: Mills? Yeah, I think they are. I mean yep they've got to look after their, they've got to look after their players yet if there's no burgers to sell yet you know maybe give people a little bit of a bonus or something you know tide them over, support them but yeah you can't be making 45 million dollar transfers and then sacking Gunnosaurus. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> whoa
0: no. oh there we go <laughs> those of you on the youtube video would have seen um, um john's own mascot walk through the shot there um what's the name is that is that your cat it is it is
2: it is oh oh see levi the cat's turned up yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> she, heard, she heard her I'm name um is it boy or girl
0: boy boy georgie georgie What? Oh. Like georgie yeah. best yeah georgie okay. best
1: <laughs> I, said diff- I had something different never mind <laughs> what?
0: all right we'll leave it there that's btf 54 thank you very much for watching uh we'll see you